best decision you've ever made and it allows you to live a brand new life on your terms, work the days and hours and times and create a lifestyle that ultimately makes you happy. And that's what the Academy's about. Welcome to another episode of the High Performance PT Academy podcast. So yeah, pretty much Dylan, I want to get a really good idea um, from you. Obviously you've now been here just under three months. Time's flown. It's quick. It's been it's been very quick. So I want to give the listeners, I want to give the viewers, I want to give them an idea as to who you are, where were you before, how has things ultimately changed for you? Because for me, I get to listen and see all this stuff in reality every single week. I get to see how you guys change and develop and what's what's happening, and it's it's pretty exciting. So obviously now allows me a time just to basically reflect on all of the stuff that has changed for you. So give us an idea as to what was life like before? Um, so if I draw it, I need to go back a couple of years. Yep. Um, right back to PT. I used to work in the oil rigs, yep. as you know. So I've worked with you. I've got a bit of history. I've worked with you as a client online. Um, worked, I worked in the oil rigs, um, juggling about long hours, 12 shifts. Yeah, I was making a good living. But the most important thing was spending time away from my family. Yep. Um, young guy, could have probably made a good bit of money, but just wasn't the life for me. I was going offshore, didn't know what gyms were going to be there. The food I was having to juggle about with chefs just wasn't the life for me. Like being at home, like training, but I couldn't get the living with the money to back it up. So how um, long would you be away for? Because obviously... Two to three weeks. Home could have been 10 days, going away back an hour, two weeks. I think I'd spent... My wee girl was two, and I think I had missed eight months of life. So it isn't exactly, that's not a lifestyle I like to live. Aye, and I guess that's the thing that I know for a lot of people, like income is quite a massive priority, but for me, so is time. Mm -hmm. And being able to spend time with your family, being able to do things that ultimately you want to do, it is vastly important for me like it is to yourself. So what was it that actually made you want to... So obviously, leaving the oil rigs and thinking, right, what else am I going to do? So what made you want to become a PT? Um, had seen yourself, had kind of seen you as a wee bit of a role model, to be fair. Um, we trained the same gym, I had been a client yourself. Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, I just thought it looked like a kind of cool job. But I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Yeah, um, I would agree, they don't I would see, agree. They don't see... <laughs> the investment that goes back for especially the good personal trainers they don't see the investment um, and in the, in the time the effort work, everything that you would put in you'd be a personal trainer um, you see the guy in the floor training one client with gym gear on that's what they see um, so I probably fell into that bracket fell okay. for the trap um, uh, but ultimately one of the things was I probably had a good mindset mm -hmm. and quite good I've got good people skills good, quite good at chatting so I had, so I had something along the lines and I had probably some upper knowledge because I had a coach myself. Mm -hmm. um, whereas some people are doing the kind of six-week course, but they've got zero to stand on. They've yep. got no knowledge, nothing to start with. Um, so I had good systems, at least a good foundation. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the strategies and the process to implement. So basically just from the outside looking on, it just looked like a cool career. A cool it job. Like a cool career. And I, I guess I, I, hear it, I hear it for PTs all the time. Well, I love training. Maybe, maybe like being a PT, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And then they come to realize that it's not as easy as just, well, you like to train, so now you can go train other people, which I guess a lot of people do expect. So how has things 
you qualified, you've left the oil rigs, obviously you've went from stable income before. Yeah, yep, stable then, income, aye. And then obviously being personal, being a personal trainer, you now went into that self-employed kind of mode. What was life like with work then? Did you go straight into a gym? Um, I, so I, had a, I remember having a chat with yourself, you were giving us a bit of advice, two choices, freelance, Yep. or um, it would be work for the gym. Yep. Um, you told me the pros and cons about freelancing, um, putting all your time. So if you're not training clients, you should be studying, you should be training, you should be better on like just yourself in general, better yep. the business. I hadn't quite grasped that self-employment style. I had always worked for a company yep. who got the work for me um, or it was gone down the gym route. Um, so I did choose to go freelance, which was good. Um, I think like a lot of PTs at first, you start off with quite a lot of clients. Yep. Um, but then it's how stable can that be over a year? Uh, I had a wobble actually, and again I think I linked back on you several times yep. and we snippets of conversations. Um I had a job at Royal Mail for, yep, I do remember for this. two weeks. And yep. again, highlighting the problems, so this will be quite good. Um that would then Dylan, what would you rather like? I think you've lost track of where you want to be. Um you've came off the rigs to be a personal trainer. You're then looking at taking another job because the times are better. So it was like working at eight to half two. Yep. And I was thinking PTing at night. And you're like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. I would have focused on studying, training more, get yourself advertising, just look at it more as a business. I lasted two weeks in Bindit, Royal Mail. My, um, one of my friends got was in quick and I had left quicker than I started. Yeah. Um, back to PTing again, um, trying to put the systems in place. Again, still not quite grasping it. Um, I wasn't grasping... I was not running it as a business. It was like hobby slash business. Yeah. I was not. I was not operating properly. Um, so were you finding it difficult to get clients, or were you finding it difficult to keep clients, or what was? To the be honest, it, I mean, I say it was like keeping clients. It was more like the the kind of social media side, the marketing. Um, I was training pretty much still good. Like training was always good. Um, I actually think my PT was at a good level yeah. as well. I might have been in the wrong gym. Um, it was a more fitness gym, whereas my kind of style of PT was the bodybuilding, mm -hmm. a bit of kind of boxing slash. Um, but it wasn't, a, I don't know, I just felt as if I had a bit of everything, good at everything, but I just kind of put it all together and make the one big picture to make it a proper business. Yeah. Um, we hear that all the time, to be honest, is that for PTs, there's different elements, I guess, when you're a PT in a commercial gym. Do you really need to know how to market yourself? To some degree, probably not. Your clients are in front of you. Mm -hmm. they're in the gym you go talk to them you say hello do you need some help they say yes they say no you've got a client or you've not got a client whereas for me the power of marketing is that anybody who watches your stuff mm -hmm. watches your stories reads your posts anybody that engages with you anybody that knows you could be a potential client at some point now we know there's what a billion users active on Instagram alone. You've got Facebook, you've got YouTube, you've got LinkedIn, you've got all these social media platforms, TikTok, for you to engage with a thousand or two thousand or five thousand or ten thousand people. Mm -hmm. That's such a huge gap compared to being a PT in a commercial gym where you speak to 50 people, mm -hmm. 100 people. And then you've got the problem that if you decide, do you know what? this gym isn't really for me, I would like to move somewhere else. You can't because you've got yep. all your clients in the, gym. Stuck in the gym. 
that they say, look, well, if you're moving gym, I need to find another trainer. I need to go to someone else in the gym. Whereas for me, if you got clients because of your online presence, your brand awareness, your social media, then whether you work in Pure Gym, The Gym, JID, Virgin, I don't know, wherever you want to work, people are coming to you because of you. They're coming to you because of your service. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you work. You can work anywhere you want yep. to work. So I think like one of the key things, um, if I drop back, I think back now, um, you gave me the systems. The key thing was believing in the systems. Yep. Pricing structure. How many hours do you want to work? What life do you want to try live. get to? Uh, what, what, what life do you want to live? Have you gone to space out for family time? Have you got training time pencils in? Have you got just general hobbies? You're just living in general. Um, just a bit. These systems I had in here, I just couldn't put it in practice. That was all it was. And it was probably believing in myself yep. to get to that point. Um, and that's hence why I went sidetracked. And it didn't happen for just once. It happened twice. Um, so the first time was the Royal Mail. Yep. Which last two weeks, binned it. I went back to believe myself, but it didn't last long. Mm -hmm. um, I got sidetracked with uh, me and my mate. It was good to be fair, there was a small success in there. Um, was a boxing club. Um, we ran it for a community centre. Yep. Again, sidetracked me for PT. I originally came off the rigs to PT. And I got sidetracked with the boxing. The boxing club was taking like 21 to 27 hours a week away for Which PT. It was a lot of work. And I was trying time. to juggle and put my PT in the boxing club. I was starting to kick off one success and time into the other. I just couldn't work. Um, the boxing was a massive success. It's still going on. It's carried on with the guys that ran it, um, who started it with myself. But again, so I, at this point, I'm sitting in a commercial gym. Um, Divvying your time? I, I, I sit in a commercial gym, fully equipped boxing. It was pretty much stable. Um, good opportunity. But yeah, it still wasn't, it just wasn't for me, it wasn't too much time, income stream wasn't, it wasn't, it just wasn't what I wanted. Um, yeah. um, again, lean back to you. And, it, and it's funny because we do, we do tend to find that, I say to everybody, find, work backwards from the life that you want. So find out what is it you want from your life? Is it, what financial security do you need? What time do you need? Because I get people that come to me all the time and says, Tony, I want to be an online coach. Why? Because that's where the money's at. It's not really where the money's at. For me, online coaching gives you a lifestyle where you get freedom and you get time. I says financially, yes, there's an opportunity to help more people because if you're PT and you can help one or two people in one hour, if you're online coaching, you could help five, 10, 15 people in one hour. There's a different business model. But for me, the amount of PTs that came to me and said, I want to be a really good online coach, and then realize when they started doing it, they're like, but I really like being a PT. But I really like working with people face to face and one to one. And I said, so what's, what's stopping you from just being a, an amazing PT? What's stopping you just being amazing at what you do, be the go-to person in your area? And they said, nothing. And I said, so let's focus on one core product. Do you want to be an amazing PT? Do you want to be an amazing coach? Do you want to be an amazing gym owner? Yeah. Do you want to be an amazing class or boot camp or whatever it is? Or to some degree, do you want some sort of hybrid where for you guys, this is something I do promote where you might say, Tony, I'd love to do 10, 20 hours of PT and I would love to have maybe 30, 40, 50 online clients. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. So you get a bit of both. You get, you maybe decide I want to work the morning, take the afternoon for myself and my training, take the evening 
from my online and my family. So, but that all stems from what life do you want? Yeah, uh, so that's uh, a key element. Um, also, I had a conversation with myself. I hadn't left the boxing club. Lockdown had happened. Um, so I had a choice. It was a big choice. Um, sit, like, because if you're looking at a personal trainer, for their perspective, um, sitting in a gym, like, I had, I had the space. Yeah. Um, I had the equipment. I had the opportunity to grow. But that still wasn't good enough for me um, because I was looking at the time and then how quick could it grow? I, I, it just wasn't for me. Um, it was a good idea. It just wasn't maybe meant for me. Um, yep. So I had a conversation with myself. What gym could I go to? And I kind of said it for the beginning, I think Extreme would suit me. Steam gym would suit my style of PT. It's the type of kind of gym I'd like to train in. I think that's where I could grow. Um, reached out yourself and was gave the opportunity to start an extreme um, and start to implement these systems again but I did it without any help and um, I kind of rolled myself back to basics yeah and um, with that conversation in my head just go and be a good PT yeah so I did implement some strategies um, whether it would be pricing changed um, added some more services I just started working with more people and I think for a lot of personal trainers was lockdown probably helped. Yep. Um, it gave me the time to sit back and evaluate. Um, I kind of put my life on freeze and I thought, do you know what? Would you if want? I'm going to do this, I need to do it now and I need to do it right. Yep. Um, so after having that conversation, I kind of sat back and I thought, I spoke to my partner and I thought, what way to, I've done a business plan. I thought, right, this is something I need to get into. And that's when I approached you for the PT Academy and August that had just kicked off. Yeah. And I said, Tony, I'd like to go on that. And I never done it again. Yeah. So <laughs> so so let's let's refresh back to this because there's two key things in this full story, um, which is key. So you've had loads of opportunities, you've had loads of ideas, you've you've went into multiple different businesses and tried to make it work and it didn't quite click and nothing really kind of happened. At that point you felt look, there was that sense of desperation, look, I'm gonna reach out, let's just do this. And you didn't. So why not? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've got a personal issue or something. Be believing in something. Yeah. Um, so I think myself. One of the things for me is I'm a confident guy, but it's believing in the ability. Okay. Um, a lot of the things for me personally is I keep a lot of things up here. Yeah. And don't let them out there. Um, so that was the reason. Then I seen the PT um, the academy and we working with you. I don't know why. I didn't believe in it because up to that point, I believed everything else you told me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why I didn't believe that it would be a success. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that I thought, I just, I kind of, it was like a safety kind of mechanism. I thought, I'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Like, let's see what other PTs, um, what they done. And there was one guy in it who I'm friends with, was in the academy and I seen him flying. And I thought, Jesus Christ, like, he's literally a new PT and he's flying. Um, so I thought, I'll leave it, try to catch the next one. I think three months later or whatever, there was a next lot. I waited again. Um, I did steal a couple of the systems, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, through is... my friend, what I told you about. Yeah. Um, he, he gave me some insights, and I thought, that makes total sense. Um, why not just bite the bullet and get on with it and do it? Yeah. Um, so at that point, I did start to kind of grow back to the systems that I had already known years prior to that. Then the academy started. Um, which led me trying to 
just trying to get the business going again. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I should have just bite the bullet and went on the academy. But I think for me, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. There's loads of lessons to be learned. And whether you wait or you make a mistake or a lot of the stuff you've said, I can massively resonate to. I'll speak to a lot of PTs and there is that fear. There is that doubt. Am I gonna am I gonna be able to make this work? There is that lack of confidence. And that is something that will hold a lot of PTs back from ultimately taking action. And for me, it's not until you see it for yourself, like you saw it in one of the guys in the academy, you saw how things were changing. And it's like, he's new and he's changed so much in such a short period of time. Now you're not new. Yep. So you also have a bit more experience. You also have a bit more in the tank. So for me to be able to take somebody brand new to a high level and then looking at yourself and being like, to be honest, we could implement 10 times more than what you're already doing and the success would almost be faster and quicker yep. than somebody that's brand new. Uh, so that, that was one of the reasons. I was looking at myself and thinking, as much as um, I've had these weekend kind of sidetrack spells, it was full-time. Um, I was still PTing. It was my primary job. Um, I had three, three years' experience or something doing it. Yep. Um, so pretty much I thought... If he can do that, and it's his, I was looking at his, as my friend, my friend, so he was explaining to our services he was looking to offer. His yep. was higher than mine, he had just started. I don't even, I don't even know if he had any clients, um, or I had a couple. Um, his services were better than mine, um, using like yourself um, to guide him. And I thought, he's literally just started, I'm three years in, and he's going to start off with like, a better service. His pricing structure was better, his model was better, there was a goal, his training was even good. Um, probably at that point, I'd maybe say more consistent than mine. It just looked like a more kind of finished article for a self-employed business. Yeah. Whereas mine was just a wee bit misshaped everywhere. It had good things here, but not enough there. Yeah. Um, so it was just that I put all together. And I think that's one of the things that we try to do in the PT Academy is ultimately for you guys, give you some clarity, give you a bit of direction. What should you focus on? Because for me, it's more important to know what to do than just to do everything. Yeah. Because everything needs done. Yeah. But if you focus on doing a little bit of everything, you don't get anything done. That's it. So it's just about having a, like, you're not just doing things for the sake of it. There's got to be a purpose. There's got to yep. be a reason behind doing that. Why would you do that? Is that going to work? Is it going to help the business? So there's loads I learned in that, in that year, I think with the lockdown in particular, is more than that. Um, learned massively when you reflect back, and I self-reflected back to the business, started implementing strategies, um, I got in touch with a, like a kind of marketing social media place. They yeah. also gave me a couple of tips saying you need to be active. How can you be, how can you get um, online clients from online? Basic <laughs> stuff like, and I was thinking like, this sounds silly, but it's so true. Yeah. Like, so just different things, trying to get all the, the strategies together and just put it into one and just to make it work. Yeah. So we've then got to the point where you've tried, you've reached out, We've said, do you know what, Dylan, let's do this. Let's get on, get you on board. You've been on board now. We started implementing. We had a battle plan in place. How had things changed at that point? Oh, and instantly. Um, so not only did it give me a lift personally, I thought, right, I've, I've bought into basically um, the academy. I've paid money. I want to get that money back. That's the first and foremost thing, the cost of the, the training course. Um, I want to get that money back. Yeah. Um, it is quite a decent, it's quite a substantial sum yep. for some people, um, especially if you don't believe in yourself. Yep. But at that point, with the minute I signed on, I thought, do you know what? I'm confident enough. 
mm-hmm. um, I had worked with some of your friends as well who'd give me some tips and stuff like that when I came on. Um, so it was just about believing myself and carrying on the stuff that you had. Just listen to everything that you were going to give us. Um, take it on board, watch the videos, do the modules each night. Just spend, believe yourself and just implement the stuff. For and that so, time, I'd done it straight away. And so very quickly, I can almost remember it to this day, I just, I get text messages for you guys all the time. It's like, this has happened, this has happened. Things have changed. And I remember reading one message from you. It's like, Tony, I can't fucking believe this. Um, my pricing has increased. My, my, my products, my packages have changed. And I think probably to this day, you could probably kind of point me right here. But th- I remember that message vividly. And it's like, I think that's me closed almost six, six and a half six, K. Six, six, six. 6,600. And you're like that. I can't believe it. Yeah. So in the month of October, so I started, I pretty much done the kind of the trial basis. Um, you just speak to yourself, looking at the business, um, looking at the structures that are already in place and what one do we need to bring into place. Yeah. Um, so we looked at that during that two-week period between, I think it would have been the middle of September and October. Once that was all ready to go, it was just about implementing it. Um, the good thing was... I. Um, I already pretty much had a client base. Yep. Um, it was about getting new clients. Um, holding on to clients for me has never been an issue, but it was, could I go and get more? Yep. And then could, did I need to get more? Because then that's more hours. Could I not restrict changing my pricing structure to earn more and train, train more and then work less? So it was just trying to system it properly. Um, so I think the month of October, um, it was 6,600 on the first month. Yeah. Um, and were you doing twice as many hours? I was doing less hours, <laughs> more training. Like, just everything was better. Yeah, even um, the message after that, I think you joined week one. Obviously, one of the goals we said to a lot of the guys on board is that we do want you to achieve your own physical, personal development in terms of your physique, not just from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. but from your own goals. And you had a goal in mind in terms of this is what I want to get to physique-wise. Yep. And literally from week one, it was like a kilo kilo and a half week two kilo yeah, three good. four five kilo down in a month so not only was the business booming but your head was in such a better place training was consistent weight was fucking falling off you and everything just started to fall in place yeah so if i was bringing it down like um so social media for me was a massive like thing that i just wasn't getting involved in um i thought i could pt and that people just they just phone you up and basically get in touch with you or they come into the gym and say, oh, I'll time with this guy. I, don't ha- I didn't have that aura um, at that point. Um, it's something I'm going to grow on. But I wasn't on social media at all. My, I think my following was like three, 400 or something like that. Okay. When I started implementing structures, being online regular, starting to post some stories, just some simple stuff, still stuff I need to work on. Um, I think I text you saying my follow had doubled. I think it, it doubled and then it went again. I think like... Which isn't a lot in this day and age, but that's a lot to me in the business. I think it went for like 400 up to 1,200, yep. something like that. So then you're saying like, well, you're going to reach more people. Your posts are going to hit a bigger audience. Yeah. And they're just looking at the people in the gym or the people that see your small posts and stuff like that. You're going to hit a bigger audience. So that was one part it improved. Um, and actually getting myself out there. I had done um, some photography work in my outfit media. Um, and I wasn't putting any pictures up. Like, 
a wasted it would have been a waste of money. Yeah. Um, again, nobody got to would have got to know me. So it's just about getting all the stuff that I have in here and the stuff that I had the work I had done and put it out there. So that was one aspect that had changed massively, the social media aspect. Um the training part, which is where a lot of PTs let ourselves down, or where a lot of people don't know that they let ourselves down. Yeah. Is anybody can go and buy themselves new gym gear and look good. Um, <laughs> underneath the t-shirt they might not look as good as what they preach and some yep. of the things that um, they claim to practice but then they're going preaching their clients they don't yep. um, so for myself I can say that I've I've never always been at peak performance physically yep. I've been there before but I've not sustained it as long as I should have um, so that was something that I said to you right it's about getting to that physical goal and just staying there to the best of my ability and being in amongst the kind of elite PTs when I'm doing that. Um, so straight away, we'll go first month, kill down, kill down. So one of my goals was a wee bit of weight loss and fat loss. Um, we're still on that journey and like, it was a great start. Yeah, it was, it was flying to be honest. And I think that a lot of the stuff that you've pretty much just nailed there, people don't like to post on social media because what are other people going to say? Yeah. So, right, so, so I'd it. rather not post anything because then nobody's got anything to say. But you said that people buy into people. Yeah, people buy into you. So, what is your marketing going to do for your brand awareness? Is it's going to get people to know you? It's going to get people to like you, and it's going to get people to trust you. And end of the day, nobody's going to give you money if they don't know you. Yeah, nobody's going to give you money if they don't know you and they don't like you. Mm -hmm. And nobody's definitely not going to give you money if they know you and they like you and they don't trust you. Yeah, you need all three. You need to build relationships. You need to build rapport. And that's what your marketing should do. It should give people an insight into your life, who you are as a person, genuinely what you're all about, what your service is all about, how you're going to help people. And that's the funny thing I always say about marketing is people want to focus on quantity, not quality. Yeah. It looks cool on Instagram because you've got 100,000 followers. And I'm like, cool. How many of those followers would go to your funeral? Yeah. None of them. How many of those people would actually give you money. Mm -hmm. Very little. So when you say to me, Dylan, I mean, I went from 300 followers to 1,200. Let's do a wee bit of maths here. 1,200 people that probably do know you. Yep. Yeah, you have spoke to them. They're not just mm -hmm. random ghosts. They are actual real people. So 1,200 people, let's say that out that, maybe your your conversion ratio is maybe 10%, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's 120 new clients. So let's just say, well, maybe your conversion ratio is 5%. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what, 60 clients? Mm -hmm. So even if I said, right, your conversion ratio is maybe 2 or 3%, that's 30 clients. Yeah. For most PTs, if I said, who would like 30 new clients? No, they would take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> take it in a heartbeat. So whilst everyone's trying to build up a million followers, I'm like, why don't you just have relationships and build quality and have conversations yep. with real people that you can help that would ask you for help too. Mm -hmm. I think the key thing as well, we, like we put too much into the halls, was people just following you. <laughs> like, so it's something simple. Like, you don't just go and follow random people. They follow people for a reason. Yes. That's the key thing. So that I wasn't too fast about getting loads of followers. Um, anybody can go and buy followers on Instagram, but... The key thing was people following me for a reason. Yes. I'm a personal trainer. I've got a business. Like, if I'm on Instagram and I like a business, I'll follow it for that reason. 
Um, so that was one of the reasons it was something that was small, something that could go into something bigger, but it was a small success. It was a win for me. Yeah. Um, so moving on, like for the social media stuff, um, the training aspect, um, again, something that you'll know very well. Um, there's loads of people there that can train, but can they train at a high standard and keep their physique there for a longer time? That's a struggle. Um, for some, even some personal trainers, I get people have off seasons and stuff like that where they let themselves go. But the key thing is, you shouldn't be, some PTs are falling out of bracket to let themselves go too long. And sometimes I feel I've done that before, um, which is one of the aspects that um, I'm implementing now and I don't look like I'm going to ever fall back into that category again. Um, but moving on to like things like the kind of pricing and time, because they two kind of go together. Um, once we started implementing the, the structures and the strategies from the academy, um, one of my key things was working less. I was, I was working crazy long hours, um, starting early in the morning, finishing late at night, trying to work through the middle. I was even training in with clients as well, trying to make up the time for my training. Yep. That's not how you run the business, especially as a PT. Um, so then this time around, implementing the strategies, I'm working less, earning more, and train whenever I want. I've even slotted in cardio time that I might not even need. But just in case when I do come to that situation, it's there. Yeah. But I'm not losing any income. Yeah. So the key thing is I'm earning more and working less. So to put, that into, any better. <laughs> and to put that into context, I guess that's going to be extremely hard for a lot of people to believe how you can work less and, and earn more. So I think for me, it's all about training smarter, yeah. not harder. We know this. And for me, if I was to say to you, let's say you did increase your price of your one-to-one, -one, could that allow you to gain five hours back of time? Yeah. 100%. So charging more, reducing back the time, you're not losing any money. If we were to then say to you, by gaining five hours of time back, what could you do with five hours of your time to gain more clients? Yeah. To promote your business. And so that is, that is in essence how you are going to take that that model of reducing your reducing your um, the time involved in the business because thirty hours of working smart is better than working fifty hours of just working hard. Yeah, yeah. So when we say guys working less, I'm not promoting to anybody, and Dylan will testify this too. It's not about working four hours a week. Yeah, and making six figures and woo wah and this is this is amazing. Like yeah. that's not what we're talking about here. Like for me. 30 hours of full-time work is probably enough for most people because it's Monday to Friday, it's the weekends off, it's maybe three hours in the morning, three hours in the evening, it's time for yourself, it's time mm -hmm. for your family. Like, what more do you want? And that could that could range up or down depending on what lifestyle you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one of the things, like, so, like, when you kind of, that earning more, working less type of thing, it just opens so many doors for other things to happen. So, like... Training then becomes better because there's the allocated time. So yep. you use that well. Um, for when you're earning more money, um, I know it's not the key to all happiness, but it does not other doors. So then that earning more, working less, the, the time less, um, I was then able to add things in like the marketing thing. Like, could I go and out, reach out to um, photographers, videographers? Could I get that time in? If I'm working, 45, 50 hours a week, Where, how do you fit that in? Yeah, and exactly what you said, it's not it's not necessarily about the money, but let's say you make an extra two, three grand a month that, that then you put back into your business. 
you reach out to professional photographers, you reach out to videographers, you have more content. Yeah. You build a huge, a huge process and service that when clients come to you, you deliver more to your more to your service that they get anywhere else. So if the money wasn't there, you can't spend a thousand pounds on videos. Yeah, that's it. Or so, pictures. No, you can't. Eh? So, or, 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 or programs or whatever it is, you can't. So there's there's a distinct difference that you're not making more money just because you want to make more money. You want a better service. Yeah, so that was the ultimate goal as well. When you're earning more money, it's not just one of the things is there's no point earning more money if you don't know how to keep it or make more. So it's about when I was earning that more money, it was being covered as well. Um, so to invest it back in, like gone for videography, photography, stuff, all these type of things that can better the service, um, adding different variety of things and services within the business already and adding to that again and making it bigger and better. Um, so I pretty much think I've conquered that um, to begin with. But again, I'm in promoting more structures and just trying to make the service better now. And that's the one thing. If you know you're spending a lot of money on your service and you know that it's better than everyone else, are you going to be scared to charge more for it? No. <laughs> so so a, lot of, a lot of PTs that undercharge um, are scared that they're not worth it. Yeah. That, yeah. well, this other PT is only charging 20 or 25 and I'm trying to charge 35 or 40. And then someone says, oh, you're a bit expensive. And they're like, oh, I'll do you a discount. Yeah. So they, dis they discount themselves. They discount their service because they don't believe in what they're offering. Plus as well, like with personal training, one of the biggest learning curves I've ever realized is when I first started, people are charging like 15, 20 quid an hour. They're too busy comparing it to the day-to-day -day job. It was the biggest mistake I ever made. Um, you told me never to do that, never to compare what we do because it's a unique job. You can't go into a shop and buy a new body. Yep. You might fly to Turkey nowadays yep, and, yep, and yep. get some and try sort of bits and bobs, yep. But even at that, it might cost five grand to go and get these things. Why not just give a personal trainer that take money? And that's what I'm saying to people nowadays, like, it's a unique job. You're literally, you could be changing somebody's life forever. You're changing someone's <laughs> life for the rest of their life. So if you, you're giving them, you're giving them the, the structure, you're giving them the knowledge. Yep. They train with you. And even if you leave, I believe now that I'm good enough that if they leave, they're leaving with enough knowledge to sustain that. And, and that makes you feel good about yourself. That's it. You're doing, you're doing something good. And you brought this back, which is funny because I probably, I would say 99 PTs that I speak to, they says, I can keep clients. I've got clients I've had yeah. for two years, three years, four yeah. years. And I'm like, right, that's good. How many transformations are you going to get out of that PT? Maybe one, maybe two. Yeah. It says, what's going to grow your business right now? Your reputation and your results. If, if I've had a client for four years, I would hope in that time that I've been able to transform at least, what, four, maybe 16 clients' lives in that time period. Yeah. Not one or two. No, no. Yeah, I mean? so keeping, keeping clients, isn't it? That's a worrying fact for the business because that goes back to probably how much money they're earning. When I think about keeping them, it's because I'm worried about that they're not good enough. Again, it goes back into that low confidence mode. Um, but it's something that you've installed in me that... It's about getting new, new people on board. Have you got the right things in place to get new? So that's where I feel I'm at now. Like, uh, I'm getting more and more people. Um, I think this is the first time um, I've been so relaxed as a personal trainer um, going into the winter period. So where everybody kind of 
teams this to be like personal trainers, quiet time. Yeah. It's definitely not. You're just looking in the wrong places. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that 100%. You're not out there enough to find the right people. Um, so for me, um, as like you said, like in October, 6,600, I think the second month was like two and a half. Because um, I had probably such a good success starting in December. I think um, I'm taking on clients as we go. Because um, we're still in the middle of uh, December. Yeah. Um, this has come up to the Christmas period. Like you think people are spending their money in just Christmas presents and family and stuff like that. They're definitely not. They're out there. The clients are out there. Yeah. Um, if you've got the right mindset, the right strategies, you'll get them. Yep. No, hundred percent. And I've learned a lot of that only by believing through the academy and watching other people's success. Um, I'm looking at some of the figures with some of the other um, colleagues and stuff like that. It's been fantastic. So I'm looking at them thinking. They are really flying. It's December. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I always say that your environment dictates your performance. So, if if I put you in a place with fifty other PTs and everyone's talking about how they're gaining clients, how they're charging X, Y, and Z, you would see that as normal. Yeah. Because why would you believe any different? Mm -hmm. If you're in an environment where I'm struggling, I'm losing clients, I'm having to fight to basically with the clients that I've got, pricing, negotiating, X, Y, and Z, nobody's got money, nobody wants to buy, then ultimately you're going to believe that because what else are you going to believe? Mm -hmm. So we always say is that you are probably the average of five people that you spend your most time with. So make sure that you have the right people in your corner. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's definitely a key thing that I've learned as well. You think you learn that as you go on in life. Um, maybe make your circle smaller. Um, just having the right people. And if you're around about successful people, you're probably going to be a success as well. Yep. So that was something for me. Um, I'm quite a, I'm a, even though like um, maybe no believing in myself, I'm still positive though. Um, it might happen, it just might not happen as quick as it should have. Um, but I'm pretty positive person. And that was one of the things I take um, within the boxing club. There was a lot of stress and um, kind of just negativity stuff that it didn't suit me. So that didn't bring the best out in me. Um, so f when I'm positive, so like when yourself, when you see something, you see a door, you, d you don't just think that's a brick wall. You're seeing like there's an opportunity in there. I'm going to go through that yep, and get a shine. There's always, and that's one thing you've said there, Dylan, there is always opportunity. Mm -hmm. Everything happens for a reason, good, bad or ugly, but it's the way you respond and react to those situations that dictate you as a person and your business going forward. You know what I mean? And this has only really been, let's be honest, it's only been three months. Yeah. No, no, it's been fantastic so far. Like, um, if I'm implementing these strategies and continue it, I don't see anything else on being a bigger success. Something I'm even looking at just now is um, with that extra time, I'm actually looking at a second business. Could I implement it into a third? I don't know. Um, I've got that much time now in my hand. And the key thing as well with the strategies is being a personal trainer, so right, saying like so you can implement these strategies on good money, and um, you can have the clients. But are you being a good personal trainer? Are you getting the results? Yeah. So that since again, going back to basics, implement the strategies and the systems you've taught me, I'm actually getting results. It seems like every client that comes on board is actually making a change. Which is why your it's reputation, not, no, just why your money. business is growing. Yeah. Because people are now getting to know you for the results you're producing. That's it. So, um, small successes and uh, wins for me is like taking clients. No, you're not just taking your normal client and let's say lose a couple of pounds or weight. They're taking them to photo shoots. They're getting people to compete. Um, I've got a young guy that I'm training just now. 
Um, I'm not just went for train. I used to train a young boxer on Neham to him. That's the level he was at. He went for training at domestic championships. The boxer on the training has now gone to the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. It's a big jump if he can make it. Um, so it's shown that I'm growing in different aspects. No, 100%. And like I said, but from the amount that I've spent with you in such a little time, and especially when I compare that to others in the academy that are six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months ahead, and when you're when you're looking at these figures, like that should only be a source of motivation and inspiration that if they can do it, I can do it too. It's not about how quick, but it's about that that's possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's possible. And where you're at right now has just shown you how quick things can change. So imagine another three months. Mm -hmm. Imagine another six months. Like how things are going to be so different and change because things are always evolving. Yeah. And you're either going to adapt and you're going to evolve or you're going to fall behind. That's it. So like, again, like going back to one of the points you made um, previously, it was about the online lit and I was saying like, I think I said something along the lines in a sentence like, that looks like something where money is or something. Yeah. Um, it's something I could get into. But again, you brought me back didn't you, off and said, Dunn, you might, I think before you, you might be the best PT um, at one to one. So why not just be the absolute best at that? Doesn't mean that you'll have less time. You might end up putting your prices up. Yep. Um, and never doing online. So like we've got all these different uh, avenues that we can take. Um, so it's just about me continuing where I'm just now and yep, exactly. And, and, and amongst this environment, and keep thriving and do well. The sky's the limit, and and I say this to all you guys. All I'm doing is taking what took me 14 years to do. Yeah. Is I'm just showing you the path and the things that I've done to get there. So when I was a when I was a personal trainer in fitness first, earning 15 to 20 pound an hour in 2007, 2008. <laughs> to then 2018, being able to charge 150 pounds an hour and not have 50 clients, but have 10. Yeah. Like my life completely changed. I then had 30, 40, 50 clients online. So things grew. And it's not, for me now, it's just about showing you guys, what do you guys need to do just to replicate and build that life? It's not theory, it's application. If you don't know something, what do you not know? Let's sort that out. Let's give you a plan. Let's teach you, educate you, support you. And then let's watch you grow, grow and flourish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which has been huge, and that's that's probably why I think your success has been so quick and so good. You took it on board. You listened. You implemented. You learned. And once you saw it working, it's like fuck. What else can I do? Yeah, I think as well. Like, having the right, um, she should always be probably self-reflecting. Have a coach herself. I think that helped. Yeah. Um. So like, I had left. I had worked with like three. Three to five years. I think I'd spent about five years, probably two years prior to that. Yep. Um, I had left a period, went on my own. And what was quite funny is the period I left was the period I came a PT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I look back myself and I think, this guy's gave me all these systems, but that's not even the time I trained with you when I became a PT. That's when I left. I yep. left before that and I went on that road kind of navigating through and it's led me back to training with you again yep. through the PT Academy. So, so you might take a good success out of that. Yeah, 100%. And so if we were to be able to tell your younger self or tell other PTs that were in your shoes, like what bit of advice would you give them or yourself looking back at where you're at now to where you were? Um, my first thing would be uh, probably the business plan stuff. Um, but the life you want, first and foremost, like what life do you want? Get away from this. See, nowadays... Nowadays, we like Instagram, you're seeing like entrepreneurs are coming out everywhere. Like, <laughs> businesses are growing. Who wants to work 95? Who wants to work 50 a week? 
who want see young guys that want to go in oil rigs and work 12 shifts and have half a life. They come, they've got a good lad of money, they've got two weeks to spend it, then they go away again. Who wants to live these lives? So that would be my first thing. What life do you want to live? What money do you want to earn? And then get a plan of action in place. And the thing that that was letting me down, I had all of that. I wasn't implementing it. Go and implement it. Which is accountability. It's easier to let yourself down than it is to let someone else down. And whenever you have that seed of fear or self-doubt, it's easier to be comfortable and stick at what you're doing than be uncomfortable and actually see how much you can change. Because no one really likes change. Yeah. But change is necessary in order for you to evolve and grow. Mm -hmm. So I think for me as well, when, you're, when I was saying about believing in yourself, sorry, um, talking the thought, but it's the old fashioned saying, you've got to walk it as well. So just go and do it. And if you're, you're saying to me like about living like kind of uncomfortable, I, I seem like a lot of people I think need to get used to, you probably, a lot of people thrive under pressure. Yep. That's when things change. That's when things develop. That's when, that's one of my biggest learning things to life. Um, when that pressure's there, use that pressure and then you'll probably do something fantastic with it. Yep, and that's what COVID, that's what COVID taught a lot of people. When your back's against the wall, what do you do? Do you sink or do you swim? Mm -hmm. The choice is yours. A lot of people sank, but at the same time, a lot of people, a lot of people swam at the same time. We evolved, we changed and we adapt. And you're one of those guys that's came out that 10 times better and we're still only very early on. I mean, yes, you've been a personal trainer for years, but fuck, you've changed so much in three months, so I only expect how things are going to grow even more so now, because come 2022, it's a new environment again. I think as well, like, um, again, another learning thing for me is go 100%, 100% to one thing. Don't, I was trying to put my fingers into this, I was trying to get into that. Um, I was seeing probably what potential money could have been made out of here, what success could have been made out of there. Just go one thing and be brilliant at it. Just and go all in. If you go all in, you'll find probably the most successful people in the world. When you go back to their roots, they're probably really, really good at one thing. And that's what's driven them to the top. It's no, it's no putting your fingers into this, different things. It's about just doing that one thing very, very good. So if I'm meant to be a good personal trainer, we'll soon see. Because it's yep. starting to thrive now. Specialise in one field and don't be the jack of all trades. 100%. Well, Dylan, it's been huge. It's been crazy. It's been exciting watching all this stuff yeah. like develop. And so so bloody quick, honestly. And I remember one of the things we did talk about, as you said, Tony, I've been listening to the podcast. I've been watching the guys in the academy. One day, I want that to be me. And it happened. That's it. It's happening. So it's not just a fairy tale for end of fortune. Uh, if you're listening to it, um, get in touch with this guy <laughs> <laughs> honestly like that, that's the thing you said it but you've done the work and you made it happen yeah. and that's why I said we do talk about the successes um, on the podcast because I get to listen and talk to you guys all the time it's fucking exciting I want other people to listen and see what you guys are doing and this gives everyone an opportunity to see what you guys are doing and it's amazing yeah. like literally you guys are becoming the top 5-10% of the industry while everyone's fighting for clients at the bottom, you guys are rising to the top. Mm -hmm. You guys are the new wave, the new generation of trainer and coach coming through the industry, and that's no slowing down. So yeah. it's been amazing, honestly, it's been amazing for me in the academy, watching you guys grow and thrive. And guys, for anyone out there, if you've ever had that fear or if you're ever sitting in that situation where it feels safe to be comfortable, nobody grows in their comfort zone. 
and it's up to you. Nobody's going to hold your hand and take you out of that situation. It is ultimately up to yourself whether you want to change, you want to take action. And listening to all these guys here, I hope you take some sort of inspiration and motivation by listening to these guys' stories because every single one of these guys took action. Were they fearful? Probably. Did they, did they build in that confidence? Yes. But look how far they've come and look how quick it's happened. Weeks, months, their lives are complete 180. So guys, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. If there is any other coach or PT that you feel would benefit by listening to this, share the story. Because the more people that are in the industry that are doing amazing things, then the better we are as a nation. And that's what we want to do in the academy. We want to bridge that gap from trainers that are at performing at an optimal or, or average level and make these guys great. Because the more great trainers and coaches there are in the industry, then the, the greater we are as a nation in the whole. Right guys, enjoy the rest of your day and look forward to catching you on the next podcast.